this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back, Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one and only Miss Amanda Bertosini. Yeah, Bertosini, yeah, you got it. (laughs) Pretty good, right? That's awesome, yeah. And we should say, you know, the world probably knows you from the classic Bravo show, Princesses of Long Island. Yes, royalty by Bravo. Seriously. Now, are you having coffee? It's very early in the morning. Yes, I am. I'm having my tea. Yes. (sighs) And what is this behind you? This like, is that like a New York scene? I like it. Yeah, I picked a New York scene for us. I really wanted to find like a Princesses Long Island thing. And then these castles were circulating. And I'm like, honestly, it's so bougie now. (laughs) I like this. I like this. You like it? Yeah. I'm so corny like that. I'm like, I'm sick of that drywall like in the background so i just try to change it up for you finding the right background for a zoom listen it is not easy it is not i've, I've had my own challenges throughout this entire year so i didn't want to go in front of my fish tank because like you know if you do a still photo it'll look like someone's attacking me so <laughs> just trying to keep you clean where are you are you in long island so i'm in long island yes um <laughs> Where do you live in Long Island? Like, I don't even know. So I'm from Great Neck. And then um, I was living there for a while after the show as well. And then I moved to Florida a year and a half ago with my boyfriend for a job in radio for Cox Media Group. And then when COVID hit in March, we were working from home until June. And then uh, we all got laid off. And then me and my boyfriend looked at each other and we're like, we're going back to New York. So we, we just moved back in October. Did you love growing? Because I have family that was from Great Neck. Did you love growing up in Great Neck? I love growing up in Great Neck because we had the best of both worlds. We were 25 minutes from Manhattan. So at an early age, we started taking the train in, um, going to tea night. And it was also like a very cute suburban area, great schools. I mean no crime. It was really, um, later in life, people would tell me you were living in a bubble. And now I kind of realize that. So you would come into the city and like go out to clubs and stuff when you were oh, young. Yeah. We all got our fake IDs, um, you know, by St. Mark street at, at like 16 and we all went to exit, which was like a teen night club. And yeah, we're all about that. And then you know, at a very early age, it was kind of like Gossip Girl. We were all going to, like, the best nightclubs because all of our best friends were promoters. So uh, that's kind of like – that was, like, the number one job for someone in high school that, that lived in Long Island. You are a promoter. 
you were like the real life gossip girl, but on Long Island. Yeah, it really was so similar. It really was. And it matured you a lot too, because you were going out at a young age and taking the trains and just, you know, have your parents were starting to have faith in, in you doing things alone like that. Totally. And I mean, like, okay, so again, I have family that's from Great Neck. So I mean, you know, it's upper middle class, right? Like you grew up, you know. Very ritzy. It's, I mean, I was born in Forest Hills and then we moved from Queens when I was seven. So when I first went to school in Great Neck, I was like, whoa, this is very different. And at a very young age, I realized that everyone was kind of doing the same thing, wearing the same thing, the same juicy outfits, same Kate Spade bag. I mean, it was like, what car are your, is your dad driving and whatever. And I was just never like that because maybe I, I was born in Queens. I just, I always had my own style and I always wanted to be different in some way. So I was always like a cool chick, but I never followed anyone because everyone looked the same. Everyone had the same, well, my hair looks like it right now, actually, because I can't do my hair, but like the same iron straight hair, <laughs> like the Prada back. <laughs> it was like one of those high schools, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Who are, like, who are you wearing and what are you driving? It really was, yeah. And, you know, as, as I became, became to grow up and start working on my own and, and also being in different relationships, you realize, that you were very privileged growing up and um you know it's it was very nice to have that but you know in certain ways i i learned the hard way in a lot of facets of my life like you didn't realize you were privileged at the time like you just thought every high school was like this i definitely felt that i definitely knew it because i grew up in queens and my parents didn't want me to go to that um elementary school but or, or it was in middle school and i realized i was I was, you know, definitely privileged, but uh, I think it was like when I finally lived on my own, you kind of really realized, um, wow, you had a lot of, you know, extra, um, you know, pampering and coddling and, oh, Amanda, everything's going to be okay. And my mom always wanted to make things very perfect for me. And I appreciate that, you know, but then you learn, you know, then you're in the real world yourself. And you realize things for yourself. Like what type of high school kid were you? Like, were you in cheerleading, drama? Like what is sports? Yeah. Stat- like what'd you do? Really? I, I tried, I tried to do sports. I, tr- I tried out for lacrosse and then I like ran the other way because these girls were attacking me. And then I um, tried out for cheerleading and I was a cheerleader in high school. So yeah. And, and my boyfriend was a football player. So I guess it was like one of <laughs> That's the stereo. I mean, that's oh, the stereotype of cheerleader dating the football player. Yeah, yeah as I'm saying out loud, yeah, very much. And then you graduated, and then where did you go to college? So then I graduated. I went to Lynn University um, right when I graduated because my parents had a vacation home in Florida, so they thought it would be nice to visit. Um, but then after being there for a year and a semester, I'm like, this is a private school where – I'm doing really well, but there are kids that are older than me that are not even graduating and like going to the beach all the time. I'm like, this isn't for me. So I transferred to Hunter in the city and I graduated from Hunter. And then you lived in the city or you moved back home right away? So I, I lived in the city because um, I, I had an apartment as I was going to school. I was working as a hostess at Dos Caminos and Ruby Foods. Um, I always worked. That was always something about me. I, I did always work. So that was something that people would say, oh, she's a princess. She doesn't work. But that was like the biggest <laughs> uh, misunderstanding about me. Um, yeah, I worked, went to school. Then I ended up um, interning for a big PR firm and Booth and Associates. I got to do a lot of really cool stuff, um, pitched a lot of, you know, um, press releases. And I even appeared in an American Express commercial. And then I was really in love with fashion, started working in showrooms in the fashion district in the city. And then um, I moved back home at 24 to start the drink hanky because I was in the fashion business. So then I created the drink hanky and I patented it with my father at the time. So then I moved back home to work on that. And then princesses happened. 
Which was, okay, so before, which was 2013. So, like, before right. this all started, Princesses, okay. yeah. like, did you, like, did you watch reality TV? You don't have to have, but, like, were you into yeah. Bravo? Were you into reality TV? Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day, that causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turned to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who is a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues, anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much, it has caused me some issues and better help really is a lifesaver. Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvet rope. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Velvet Rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me. Let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me. So I loved Bravo and my favorite show is The Real Housewives of New Jersey and I was obsessed with them. I was working in, at this um, showroom for this denim line at the time and I found out at an early age if you put the jeans on a celeb you're going to get some press. So I got, so I went, I literally drove to Kim D's store Posh in New Jersey yes. and I sold the jeans off of my body to the store and I sold like a lot of pieces and I that was the first time I actually sold to a store and it was Kim D and I couldn't believe it and then she put them on the housewives in the fashion show and I was at the fashion show like the infamous fashion shows and I brought my sister Taylor too so we were both there like when certain crazy stuff was going on and then a year later um, some casting director messaged me on Facebook to like about my own reality show. And I just could not believe it. And I just didn't think it was going to be a whole season. I thought it was going to be in one episode of something. I just had no clue what was going on. Did you know that Kim, cause you know, Kim's a really good friend of mine. Like we really? speak like, we speak like 9,000 times a day. Like, I wonder if she remembers me because I think she would. I really think she would. I mean, I'll ask her. Like, you so Google Amanda yeah. Bernstein, like you'll see us at the fashion show. Like, I'm sure. I'm sure. I remember that there's this one picture. I wore the coolest dress, and um, Kim D. Like, I'll never forget that she gave me my first of all. I was working for this company at the time, so I really wanted to present myself well. She gave me my first opportunity to sell jeans in a store from the showroom, and then she got gave me the opportunity to be part of the fashion show and she didn't have to do anything. She was so kind to me and I'll never forget that. Did you know, like when you went in like that, her store was posh or you just yeah, like, uh, I you purposely did. went there. I purposely went to posh and I was freaking out. I thought she was going to be mean, like, or not mean. I just thought she was going to yeah. be like, what's this? Show me those jeans. You try it on. And I just ended up loving her energy so much. And she, I think like we got along really well and I don't know. I just love that store too. It was so cute. It was like not so big, but it had the best stuff. 
were you freaking out at the fashion show? Like, I mean, because I imagine like Teresa, Melissa, like, I don't know which fashion show it was. So you it was to. the one where Melissa was introduced and Melissa came out like this in like that, that three swan outfit. And my sister and I were freaking out. And I was like, Taylor, I think something's going on over here. Like, let's see if there's any drama going on. Because like the year before it was that huge chase down, I believe. I mean, yes. Like, which they're all still, I mean, Kim goes there, but it, like, that's what banned the Jersey housewives from the North Jersey country club, that chase down. So, I mean, it's beautiful by the way. It is. Oh, it's a nice it, place. Wait, it was the Manzo's place that we went to the Brownstone. Yeah. You went to a different one. Um, Not the chase down. The chase down was North Jersey country club. That was, that was the epic one where Teresa was like chasing after Danielle. Oh, uh, the- I, so I went to the Manzo, the Brownstone one. Which is also really nice. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And it was such a, it was crazy because when we were there, I didn't think any drama went on. And then when we watched it like a year later, all this stuff happened at the fashion show. And I was just like paying attention to the jeans on the models. I didn't know. So then you're minding your own business and what? Someone reached out to you on Facebook? So yeah, Chelsea Stevens, the casting director for True Entertainment, uh, messaged me. This is like how dated we were. We were still so early on um, with reality shows and Housewives were exploding. So I thought we were going to just be like, I don't know, I thought they were looking for younger Housewives or something like that. And um, Chelsea Stevens messaged me on Facebook and was like, I think you'd be really great for this show. And uh, it's based on six single women that moved back home with their parents. And I think like she reached out to me because I had my own business going at the time. And that's what I thought is I was conducting photo shoots for all these models and doing all this stuff in the city. That's what I, I thought I got picked, but I don't know. Um, and then we got sent a form to fill out that was like, what's your favorite sex in the city? Who would you, who would be your uh, sex in the city character? Right. Um, and I said, oh, I would be a mix of Samantha and Carrie. Tell me about your family life. Tell me about your hobbies. Um, just like generic questions. And that's how we filled it out. And we scanned it back. And then a few months later, um, it was me, Ashley, and Joey. We were invited to Toku uh, at the Americana to have dinner. And then we show up and like one of the casting people had a camera on them. And they just started filming. They just started filming us just to see the dynamic. And I remember at first it was very strange because Toku was really dark and we were just like a bright light in the middle of the whole restaurant. And I felt like everyone was watching us. And then I just kind of got caught up in the moment and what was going on. And we, I just, for that matter, just forgot about the cameras and we just started rolling. And um, I really got along with Ashley and Joey well. And then we got sent a contract like six months later and the show is going to be called Gold Coast Girls. And uh, I just remember not knowing what network it was going to be on or anything. And then, uh, yeah, then it was just greenlit like that. And we got started. When they reached out to you, like, did they specifically want Long Island or it was specifically... Like the, the five towns. Because we were also going to be the princesses of the five towns. Because I was on the contract as well. And I remember asking my mom, like, what the hell is the five towns? <laughs> Even I know what the five towns are, and I didn't grow up in Long Island. <laughs> and, um, and then, yeah, then they went with princesses of Long Island. <laughs> so when they called you to this dinner, like, they didn't say it's going to be filmed. They just heard that you were going to go and meet other cast members. They just said, Yeah, Come. we want to see the dynamic between you and the other girls. We're still figuring it out. Like, so you didn't really know that you had it yet. You know, you just kind of felt like you were being tested. And then it was just very natural. I actually bought, it was a, my best friend at the time, um, Elton. He, he appeared on the show. He was, like, my gay bestie. And he came with me. And then I remember Joey kept trying to like steal my gay bestie from me at the dinner table. And like we got into like a thing over that. (laughs) And I would love to see that footage now. But it was just very natural actually for us just meeting for this first time. Did they tell you? So what they told you about the show was why? It was going to be like about a bunch of like, you know, like younger housewives, quote unquote, work that move home, that moved home. 
So it was about six girls that grew up in Long Island that still live with their parents um, and that are looking for love or finding their careers. So for me, um, I was single, but then about a few months into, into it, I ended up dating Jeff, who ended up being on the show with me. And I remember calling the production company and I was like, am I still able to be on the show? And they said, Amanda, we love your life. Of course, like you'll be the one with the boyfriend then, you know? And I think it broke it up really nicely um, thinking about it now, but that was all they said. And um, I just thought it would be really great for my career at the time because it would be free, you know, advertisement. If they said, no, you can't have a boyfriend, would you have broken up with your boyfriend to be on the show? Yeah. Because I didn't makes- really know him like that. So yeah, you would have been like, see ya. Like maybe, yeah, maybe I'm going to need someone through the show. Like maybe this isn't my destiny. I'd be like, bye. <laughs> totally. So, right. And did they ever, now, I, maybe I should know the answer to this, but you're not Jewish, right? Are so you? I am, so I you am are? Jewish. I'm, I mean, my mom's Jewish and my dad is Italian, Italian. Catholic, but he converted to marry my mother. Okay. So, my whole one side of the family is still Catholic, but I'm, I'm full Jewish. So did they tell you, you know, like when they were casting this, like it's specifically like Jewish girls in Long Island or they just left out the Jewish part? Totally left, left out the Jewish part. I okay, had no just idea cause. it was going to be so centered around Judaism. I had no idea because in no way my representation of how Jewish people should be. And there's not a way, by the way, that Jewish people should be. Um, I celebrated Christmas since I was born and Easter and all these other holidays. And my grandma that's off the boat from Italy remembers every Jewish holiday as well. So um, if they actually wanted to focus on religion, that actually would have been a very interesting story to share. But no one ever asked me. (laughs) And I, I never got to show it. So we were kind of judged unfairly, I would, I would have to say. Right. And they never, so they never brought up the Jewish thing and they never brought up, like, technically, it sounds like they didn't really bring up the princess's title in the no. beginning. No. We thought mm-hmm. it was going to be Gold, Gold Coast girls. Uh, when? Know, Long Island, so. Which does have, like, a similar connotation, but not really, because the Gold Coast is, like, just certain towns. Like, that's how they describe it. Right, right. And then when you have princesses, it's like, a jack, right? Yeah. So, I mean, when did you find out it was going to be called Princesses? Hmm. Like, was it, like, before filming? Or, like, did you film the whole show? Did not know. Did not know I was filming. So we filmed the whole thing and didn't know. Or else I would have had, like, I would have worn a crown in some scene, like, obviously. Right? I mean... <laughs> That would be confessional, like something cute. Um, no, we had no clue. We had no clue. And then when we found out, we were like, wow, that I love that title. It's like we're like the Queens of Long Island almost. And like didn't think of it ever in a controversial way. Did you did they bill it as like housewives esque? Like, did they mention housewives at all? Or just like it had nothing to do with housewives? No, it was just like you're the you know, young demographic and like you're gonna show what it's like you know right now that that it's a big time when people are moving back home with their parents and it's very common because you know people are saving money figuring out their lives and um you know it's very different than back in the day people are in school longer people are you know paying off student loan you know it's just life has changed our careers are you know getting started later in life we're getting married later in life you know so they thought it was going to be you know, a really great franchise. And that's something that we thought was going to happen for sure. And I mean, I assume A, it was, you know, based on the New York Housewives was a huge hit. Like, I'm sure that's part of why this was greenlit. You know, younger, moving home, different demographic, but still that's probably why this was greenlit. Right. And I mean, I think the fact that it was called, like everyone thinks it's called like Princesses of Long Island. It's technically called Princesses colon Long Island. That is that colon. And I remember the Chelsea saying that colon is for a reason because we want to do other cities. And such a shame. 
Right. I mean, that is the whole point of that colon. But that's yeah. what, so th- that's what she told you too, that that was yeah. why, because that yeah. was the goal to do other things. She was super bummed because we were like her babies and she really saw this project, you know, and seeing it through and saw it in such a different way than it was like perceived by certain people. And I just remember having talks with her and certain people like Noah Sampton, who was the head of True Entertainment. Now he's the head of Bravo. And till this day, I remember meeting with him like two years ago and being like, can I do something? Is there something that we could do? And he was just kind of like, Amanda, I am just so bummed. I still to this day about it. Like Carrie, my wife is too. And, um, you know, you just have to move on. It's like never going to come back. (laughs) I would agree with that for a lot of reasons. We're going to get into that. Did you know any of the cast, like, before? Like, were you involved in casting? You know, like, did they say to you, like, who else do you know? Or you didn't know anybody? So I didn't didn't know anyone. They all knew each other. But I was the youngest. So I didn't didn't grow up with them like that. But um, I knew of Chanel just because my sister was hanging out with her brother. And her brother would come over my house a lot. And he was like, you and my sister would get along so well because... Like, we both, me and Chanel both had Lindsay Lohan phases. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs, joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com velvet and order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. And you can too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. And she was friends with her at one time than I was. And then like, so I remember uh, her brother saying that we would get along really well. And then it was crazy because then a few years later, we were picked to be on a show together. 
but I just knew of her. So they all knew each other, but I was like alone in that sense. Is there anyone in their 30s who has grown up in Long Island that didn't hang out with Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> oh my God. Like when people ask about the, like my Lindsay Lohan story, they're like, you should have written a book. And I, and I was like, you know, I thought about that, but I didn't want to do that to Lindsay because she's my girl. <laughs> well, to that point, where did you meet Miss Lohan? Chipolini. Anyone who listens to this podcast knows that I make decisions based on what is good for me, not everyone else. I live my life unapologetically and authentically as myself. And that is why when it came time to lose weight, the only thing that worked for me was Noom. What I loved about Noom is that they don't label foods good or bad, foods permitted and foods that are never permitted. They take a psychology-based approach. And rather than focus on the food, they focus on why we make the choices that we do. Noom has helped me break so many bad habits, particularly with sugar. I love sugar candy, Skittles, Swedish fish, Starburst, you name it. I love it. Rather than just say those foods weren't allowed, Noom helped me understand why I have these cravings, especially at certain times of the day. And slowly I started to change these habits. I crave sugar less. I shopped better. Noom, I cannot recommend enough. The app is so easy to use all also, and what I love best is it only takes 10 minutes of your time a day, just 10 minutes. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. You can sign up for this trial at noom.com slash velvet. That's right. By listening to this podcast, you too get to try Noom. You can sign up for your trial at noom.com slash velvet. And Noom is N O. O-M, noom.com slash velvet. Go there, sign up for your trial and let me know how it works out for you guys. It's great and it has really helped me. Really? Yeah, I was sitting with my sister and I had like, I always had really cool outfits. I was like very, I was very like unique when I was younger. I had like one bangs at one point. I looked just like Gaga a lot of the time. And um, I was just sitting with my sister and Lindsay was like, she went out for a cigarette and I was leaving with my sister and she's like, by the way, the cutest outfit. I was like, oh my God, are you serious? Thank you. I was like, you're amazing, by the way. She's like, do you want to have some strawberries and whipped cream with my mom and I? I was like, yes. And then I went back in and she was like, mom, can, it was like so cute because the way that she asked her mom was like, we're having a plate. She's like, mom, can they come over after? And I was like, what? And I'm like kicking my sister under the table and like, yeah, just follow us back to the house. So then I called my, my friend Elton and I was like, you've got to get to Cipollini right now. We're going to Lindsay Lohan's house. And I'm like, I'm not going, I was like, I need you. Like, come with me now. Like, this is your only chance. <laughs> and he ran yeah. over, he didn't even have a car. He just ran over so quick. And we ended up hanging out with her and then we're invited back for Christmas Eve. And she ended up making me like my own hank drink hanky. It was so cute. Out of like, um, what was it? Out of like these cute like Christmas decorations. So I mean, obviously, you know, you're amazing and fabulous. But like, what Lindsay Lohan just picking up strays and at, at restaurants? Honestly, like now that I think about it, I know. But like, I think it was me and my sister just seemed very normal, and she just wasn't nervous. But <laughs> And she, know, right. and she was there with Dina Lohan. She was with she Dina. She was there with Dina. And like the way she was asking Dina was like, you know, obviously let's make sure these people are normal, you know, and we can bring them back. And her mom was like, they're, they're cool that you can bring them back. And um, Dina was really, was really cool. It was, I remember my sister was cold and she like got her a fabulous jacket and brought it down the stairs. And I just remember Lindsay showing me her scrapbook of all her memories and she even busted out her playboy magazine i was like whoa <laughs> she's like flipping through the playboy magazine i'm like wow <laughs> okay <laughs> she showed you she was very like i could tell in that phase of her life she was just very lethargic like i know i just feel like she was just very um I don't know. Uh, I think she was just trying to find herself again. She was missing like the old Lindsay. And I think it was just like cathartic to like look at old memories and things like that. Was, I think she, that was she like looking for friends? 
I think so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And wait, this Playboy, because I, I just don't know. Believe it or not, I don't read Playboy. Shocker. Uh, or I didn't. I don't even know if Playboy is in print anymore. But was Lindsay in the Playboy? Is that, was that yeah, why? Yeah, Lindsay was in the Playboy. That's why. So she was showing me that and like her scrapbook of all these memories and stuff. And I was like, I can't believe she's showing this to me, you know? And, you know, thank God I'm not like a crazy psycho that like stole anything or used anything against her, you know, because I'm just not that person. I never really like, I could have like sold things. I could have, I could say a lot more, but I'm not, you know, but she really was trying to trust somebody and I'm glad that she trusted me. And then you were invited back for Christmas. So like, were you freaking yeah. out? Like when this like friendship yeah. with Lindsay started? So obviously like I was, so like the next day me and Elton were walking in Great Neck and we literally like just walked through traffic. We're like, we're the shit, like we're the shit. Lindsay's our best friend. Like I'm like doing all this stuff in the fashion world and you're, you're like my BFF. We're like going to do all this stuff together. <laughs> We thought like our shit didn't stick. And then we got invited for Christmas Eve and Dina was doing splits in the kitchen. No joke. No joke. She could do a split. That mama can split. (laughs) Oh my God. And like granny was there. Like their grandmother just turned 99. I just saw it on Instagram. Like literally. Her sister Allie was there. I remember um, like her being very shy, but just really sweet and her brother was there who was really sweet as well who really reminded me of my brother a lot because they both have red hair and um yeah it was also like very normal at the same time and then what like you guys were just friends and then what she so just then like my, so then my dad away. was like you gotta send her drink hankies because she's always being judged if she's drinking alcohol or not and then if she is she could hide it that's true so I ended up um sending her like a whole packet of drinking and like all this stuff and um and then we were texting back and forth for a while and then she changed her number and that was it like one day I tried calling and like it just wasn't the number anymore and I was like there there there's my 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 Lindsay face is done that was it. And like, you've never run into like Dina or anything in Long Island. No, no, I haven't actually. No, but yeah. But I heard that like Chanel tried doing a podcast with her or something. I'm not sure. Are you, are you shocked at like what Lindsay's become? Like, and just how she's, I mean, she kind of almost had, I mean, she moved to Dubai, I think in part to get away from mm-hmm. it I'm all. Not- yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I'm really not because it's like she's she's seen it, she's done it so many times. Like she just had it at this point. She just wants to live her life, and you know, I I think she just always keeps trying her best to reinvent herself. And I think at this point, she's just like over it. And but I have no clue what she's up to. I really haven't. Like, have you heard anything? No, like I know she was here like last year. Well, no, not last year, 2019, because we're in 2021 now, which I'm still kind of adjusting to, Um, right? Like it's been a hot minute. No, I mean, I think she was, I forgot what she was here for in 2000. She was here promoting something. Maybe, I think she was promoting her MTV show in 2019. I I don't know if that makes sense. It might be off by a year, but she was promoting something. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was friends with her, she had, like, really white, iced-out hair. Very long. Interesting. That was a a Lindsay phase, yeah. You're left alone in Dubai. You are, for the most part, so. So (laughs) You know, you you might run into Dina, though, at some point in Long Island, but that's interesting. I know, right? I I know. I wonder if she would even remember. Do you think Lindsay's, like, just totally misjudged? Um... You know, like they say, like, you know, like train wreck, can't get it together, can't show up on set on time. Like, these are the things that come to mind. Yeah, I think when you put those labels on someone, too, it's only natural that they're going to, like, feed into that themselves. They're going to think to themselves as that. Like, oh, my God, like, why am I always late? Why am I I I such a fuck up, right? Like, you're going to start to think that of yourself. I would only imagine because I remember I, I had a little heat on myself and man did it affect me like of course it still affects her so I think she definitely is misjudged 
maybe she did have a drinking problem. I, I don't know, but I mean, she wasn't able to deal with it on her own. So what do you really expect when people are always in your face? It's like, she's, you're going to lose it or you're just going to want to prove everyone right. Like, you know what? I am a freaking drunk. Like, boom, let me just prove you all right. That makes sense. Like you hear it enough. Yeah. So, okay, getting back to princesses. So they didn't tell you about the title. You start filming. Everyone knows each other except for you. So yeah. like, what was filming like? Like when they started filming, was it what you expected? I mean, was it reality at the time? Or were producers like, listen, she said, you know, like, did were the producers involved? Like, did you feel manipulated? Or were they like, just go do your thing and don't worry about us? To be honest with you, uh... It felt very natural. It was, it, it's so strange to say that because it was the first time I was ever on TV and um, and you're being filmed constantly, but it just became so natural because my house was already all set up to be all, you know, like lit up and there, there are things everywhere. So you're, you know, coming into your house every day has changed. Um, and then... The producers never told us, like, you need to say this, you need to do this. The producers never told us what to do. They would just say, you're meeting with Ashley at uh, the Americana at 11 a.m. And that's what's going to happen. And then that was it. It was just, like, where we're going to be and what along the lines, like, what's the dress code? And that was it. So they never were like, you know, well, to this about you. You know what I mean? Like, you know how producers are well, these there days. Was, there was one time that something like that happened where we, we would talk about it in a way uh, where it was like the Truman Show. So there was a scene, it was the pool party scene. And there was this girl that was like harassing me. We called her Red Bikini. And she was like, saying something like, oh, Jeff messaged me on Facebook a few years ago. And I was like, okay, and? And she was just trying to get her five minutes of fame or whatever. And she kept trying to start with me. And then I found out that Joey had something to do with it. And every and then I started to, like, realize that someone's in the house telling them what to – like, someone's in the house basically feeding something into someone's head. And someone – obviously had to say, oh, well, Jeff messaged me and then told Joey. And then I start, so then Jeff actually broke the, broke the fourth wall at the time. And, um, well, it wasn't on camera, so maybe it was the third wall. And he was like, Lennon, his name was Lennon. He's like, Lennon, I know you hear us. I know you know what's going on. Do not F with me. You're not going to F with us ever again he was like it is done it is done and then he starts screaming into the mic and you were never like messed with we thought again <laughs> so but otherwise it was natural so that's interesting yeah. so you film this show and then it comes out it's out and then I guess you find out it's going to be called Princesses. So I guess, well, what was your reaction when they said, uh, or whenever you found out the name was going to be Princesses? Honestly, at first, I, I just, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was adorable. And so nothing controversial about it until people started just referring to us as Princesses. These princesses don't work. These princesses don't do anything. These princesses whine. Or, and then we just were called princesses and then Japs and then, you know. Well, and then. So, Jewish stuff. Yeah. Well then when it came out and you were watching it, like, were you like, what was worse? Because like when you watched it, were you like, Oh God, like this is a, like an incorrect edit. Like they are editing us to seem like we're these spoiled little rich girls or yeah. did you not even think it was that bad? And it was just more like the public's reaction that, took it to a certain extent um I mean obviously like things that I would say I remember saying like Jeff better put a yacht on it and it was just like a like uh, a, a term that like I thought of that was just funny and then but then as you were you know as things are promoted and then teased you know these clips are like um so focused on and then it's like obviously I sound like yeah, I sound like a typical Jack, like put a yacht on it. Like what the hell does that even mean? Like, 
And then obviously the exaggerations of, you know, um, people going into the South Shore, like that's so different than the North Shore. Things like that were obviously exaggerated. And as I was watching, I was like, just trying to root for my team, you know? I'm just trying to say like, because I was trying to figure out what the other girls were doing also at the same time. And I'm like, wow, they're doing great. They're, they're you know, they're doing their part. Oh, that's that, such, such, such a funny line. Like, if anything, I was like, they're just trying to be extra to make our show as great as it could be. I never was like, wow, they're being like so spoiled and over the top. I, I was just thinking of them as being extra because we're on TV, you know, you have to be exciting in some way. But then yeah. when the public started to add in things, obviously I could see how it would be taken as that. But when I was watching it, I was just, you know, rooting for my team. I was just trying to, you know, support my girls. When you were filming, you know, because there are all these rumors out there that when you guys were filming you know, like the cast didn't exactly, you didn't all get along, which no shade, that's what happens on reality TV, even though you were in a different place in time. Yeah. I mean, 2013 literally is almost 10 years ago. Oh my God, yeah. But like, you know, were there, like who'd you have the biggest problem with when you guys were filming? So when I first started filming, Ashley was the closest to me. And then... um as the show went on, Joey became the closest to me because we had a lot in common. We had our own businesses. We were, um, you know, really, you know, really hard workers and we had that in common. And also our parents didn't just like give everything to us. We always had to work. Um, so Joey and I got along with that kind of stuff and we would make fun of the other castmates about how like pretentious some of them were. So, so we did get along. And Joey's like the only friend I could say I have till this day, actually. Like you still keep in touch with Joey. Oh, yeah. Chanel and I were so close, like sisters. We, we were very close. And then we ended up doing a charity together. And she like went crazy on me. Then we did a Newsday thing, like five years, where are they now? And she had a freak out at Newsday, too. And I just had all these moments with Chanel where she would just freak out on me that I just completely distanced myself from her. And that was it? You guys never spoke since, basically? Never spoke since, like, blocked her, just wanted nothing to do with her. Do you keep in touch with, like, Erica or Casey? Erica, I blocked, like, very early on after filming because she was, like, like calling me every day at 3 a.m. at night, like, constantly waking me up and like just very needy um I didn't know what she was going through at the time and I just was not there for it because she just also wasn't a very nice person when she was like drunk or whatever she was like a, a nut job that just didn't respect anyone but herself so she would just call me constantly like I had nothing better to do with my life and, like, everyone should stop and, like, go to where she was. So it was just very childish. When the show came out, so, like, do you think, you know, because, again, they portrayed you as, right, like, you know, like, Japs, Jewish-American princesses. Like, yeah. I'm Jewish. I'm just, that's what it's called, people. And, you know, I mean, do you, and, like, you know, and having no problems. Like, living at home, tons of money, life is good. Right. You know, so, like, do you think that was, like, were you, like, wait? You know, I, I assume you don't think that was an accurate portrayal of what you were going through as a person. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah, at the time, I just ran with it because I wanted to be, like, who they expected me to be. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I can't really put it into words, but it was like what was expected of me almost. And in that sense, it made me want to do better and get more and, and, and be, you know, this, 
this typical, like, not like be this typical princess of Long Island, but be who they wanted me to be almost. And so I wasn't even acknowledging my own self until people started to hate on it. And I'm like, wait, this isn't even who I am. Like, this is a TV show. You realize that, right? And I'm like, no one ever asked me about my, my real life. Like, I mean, that is my real life, but I'm filming a TV show at the moment. Like, just a few months before, I had to quit my job working at a showroom in New York City because they told me I couldn't film and work at the same time. So I also, like, you know, was relying on the money just from the show. I quit my whole job for this. So people, like, didn't know at all what was really going on. Do you think, like, to that point, do you think, like, well, I mean, because you wanted the show to do well. Obviously, you wanted yeah. to come back for a second season. Like, exactly. So, like, did you feel pressure, like, not maybe directly from the producers, but, like, did you feel pressure of, like, I better act like a spoiled little rich girl for the success of the show? Almost like you were playing a character. Thanks for tuning in to our part one sit-down with Miss Amanda Bertosini from Princesses of Long Island. And we are just getting started. We talk more about the drama between the cast that was going on behind the scenes in part two. Do any of them speak these days? We talk about producers. We talk about why this show ended. I feel there was more controversy surrounding this show and the end of this show in particular than any show on Bravo that I can think of from the past. Why did it only last one season? Would it have lasted longer than one season if it wasn't this public outcry? Stay tuned for part two. Amanda is so open and honest. We get into all of it. Hope you guys like this chat and part two coming very soon. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.